0: In breaking news, the Australian car industry wants you to think it's on the front line of the battle against climate change. The car industry and Slow Always wanted to be a real boy, but ever the puppet. T-shirts from independent Australian journo legend Michael West. Link in the description. Quite clever. Meanwhile, the car industry, fixing bayonets and protecting the planet for your children and your children's children and potentially even your children's children's children. (laughs) Yes. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to roll the intro as per usual. And you might want to take that opportunity to just stick a couple of fingers down your throat and purge briefly, given the dry, retching potential. Of the story to come. I'm Jonathan Hogan from AutoExpert.com.au, and I get new cars cheap <laughs> for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously, <coughs> or you can just click the card that's up there now. Do like the Glacé Cherry on the Himalaya of Horseshit, produced by highly paid lobby group professionals in... ..Ambra. <coughs> One of my favourite horseshit sculpting organisations is the FCAI, the Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries, a grubby little anti-consumer car industry barrow-pushing conglomerate. Wannabe conglomerate. Gets, I don't know, half a million dollars here and three quarters there or whatever annually from each of the car importers to appear separate from them and somehow legitimate. But in reality, it's just a well-funded car industry thought bubble fart emitting chamber. Or, as they see it, the quote, peak industry industry. Organization. Mm-hmm. So the Fart Bubble lobby dudes had this brilliant idea back in about 2020, sitting around not wearing any pants, and braiding each other's hair via zoom on lockdown. They get the intern to compile this entirely arbitrary average CO2 emissions spreadsheet. And then they dream up this brave new name for it. They call it audaciously a, quote, voluntary emissions standard. (laughs) Sounds great already. Fast forward to yesterday afternoon at approximately beer o'clock, which is about 10 a.m. in (coughs) Edinburgh for lobby group professionals and public servants. Like, the day's work is basically done, obviously. It's backslapping time. And all of a sudden, using the arcane Jedi like power of lobby group, let's call them alternative facts, this ad hoc dipshit CO2 spreadsheet becomes an industry triumph, winning the battle against carbon dioxide. <laughs> it's not just the intern doing data entry any longer, right? It's brave car makers independently forging ahead to wage war on climate change while Skomokio is too busy, obviously, sucking on the gas industry's teat currently, hell-bent on ruining the artesian basin for eternity. Like, what do we need that for anyway? Have you seen all this rain we've been having lately? Jesus. Mainly for our lobbying heroes deep in the fart bubble. This spreadsheet is a predominantly Toyota fellating exercise because the FCAI is increasingly the tail on the dog of Toyota's PR machine. And don't the other car makers just love it? Like, dude, the chair of the fart chamber... Is also the president and CEO of Toyota Shitsville, Matty C. Which initiatives do you suppose he's going to be most enthusiastic about? Probably the bullshit ones that make the king of mediocrity look like Mother Frickin' Teresa, I'd suggest. As I understand it, Matty C and T Dub soon to release a dubstep remake of Will I Am and Usher's 2010 classic "OMG." Yes. Honey got a booty like pow, pow, pow. She was dancing, sexy, pop, pop, poppin', droppin' low. Yes, who doesn't want that? Like, it's prophetic stuff, isn't it? Pretty sure that would have been the opener to Romeo and Juliet, now that I think about it, if only Shakespeare had been smart enough and creative enough to think of those words first. Fart Bubble chief executive Tony Weber said that these CO2 results demonstrate the automotive sector's drive to innovate and adapt to the need to combat climate change. A T-dub approved statement about what T-dub said there, which is oddly inception, isn't it? Like, did he actually say that? And if so, does the industry approve of others knowing that he said that? Vex questions. He probably had a meeting with himself to discuss all that, like, before 10. Best done with a clear head, obviously. T-Dub is, of course, awe-inspiring to me. I love him like a brother. Like, I used to want to come back as Clint Eastwood, okay, after death. Like, Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood. But now, dude, I'm really not so sure about that. So just to recap, okay, the intern got the emissions data together and the fart bubble proposed CO2 targets for the industry that the industry was already achieving. And this is, all of a sudden, by magic, the battle of the bulge, only with the car industry playing Germany and climate change as the allies. Okie dokie. The facts are, however, that you could count on one fucking hand the number of people employed by car makers here in Australia whose role is actually combating climate change. In contrast, if you want to get all the sales dudes together, you'd best book yourself a stadium. The car industry actually does not give a shit about climate change that's a metric shit, too. The big one, like multiples of 10, dude. They just want to sell cars. If they can convince you a car is green or sustainable, renewable, or emissions zero, whatever, like they know all the buzzwords, don't they? And if that rhetoric motivates you to buy a car because green, then good for them. But being green and seeming green, I'd suggest, are two vastly different things. As for actual green environmental virtue, taking actual steps to battle climate change, they're sucking on a profoundly dry tank. But not according to... To Fart Bubble member companies are making significant advances in emissions reduction technology with every new model release in their efforts to lowering emissions and meeting the increasing customer demand for zero and low emission vehicles, from full electric through to hybrid and fuel-efficient internal combustion engines. He is the Luke Skywalker of spin, in my view. So, at the risk of being just a little... No, I am your father on this one. In fact, the car industry has shot itself in the dick repeatedly every year over and over for more than 20 years now on the most fundamental emissions reduction technology there is. They've mothballed the most surefire slam dunk emission slashing technology known to man. It went in a safe, dude. They threw away the key and then they dumped the safe in the Mariana freaking trench, which is only about 11 k's deep and up there between PNG and Japan, incidentally. And that technology would be just reducing the mass of the vehicles. The car industry is singularly disinclined to do that. Let me give you a few examples which are hardly outliers of the overall picture. 22 years ago, back at the time of the Schittsville Olympics, when we had those stupid driver bones, year 2000, granny's cheap, nasty Toyota Echo was 875 kilos of breathtaking mediocrity. Today, the equivalent car is the equally hard to love. Toyota Yaris, and it's 23% heavier, apples for apples. A Mazda 323 from 2000 has been replaced by the Mazda 3 of today, and it has porked right up to 20% chunkier right there, mainly on the thighs and the arse, as I understand it. The biggest vehicles, right, take Hyundai Santa Fe, for example. It's put on 17% in 22 years. So it's not seeing its prong in the shower anytime soon, is it? Like, think it's still down there. Even environmental darlings like the Prius, which didn't actually lob here until 2001, it's gained 12% more adipose tissue between then and now. All of that additional heft in all of those vehicles, the plastics, the steel, the glass, the electronics, you've got to mine the raw materials and then manufacture them into widgets, all at a substantial environmental cost. And of course, you have to burn more fuel to get that car from A to B when all of that extra stuff becomes part of yo heavier car. While our future is full electrification, our short-term pathway to achieving emissions reduction will encompass a range of technologies available. This includes hyper-efficient internal combustion, plug-in hybrid, hybrid, and full battery electric options. Our message to government is simple. You give us the target, we will give you the technology to get there. Jesus. H, that has to be one of the most inspiring brain farts which I have ever heard. Personal opinion. To boldly go where no fart bubble representative body has gone before. Engage. Take us out there, Mr. Dub on dilithium ion. Pow, pow, power. Teleport now. Dude. That's actually the first time that I've ever seen an industry lobby dude down on his knees metaphorically begging a government to jam in even more regulation. Just what every industry wants, typically. More governmental intervention slash meddling. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't experience vestigial leakage when I first read that part of the press release. Even now, like a little. Inconveniently, however, in the domain of facts and physics, it's entirely clear that the car industry has an obesity problem. And it's multi-layered, kind of like this, right? At the most fundamental level. 200 kilos of humans inside a machine that weighs 1.5 to 2 tonnes typically, going from A to B, that's an advertisement for how to fuck up massively on efficiency. This is why efficient first world mass transit systems are so vital to battling emissions because they invert the payload to vehicle mass Ratio. They move more people with less energy per person kilo, right? Meanwhile, here in Sydney, of course, we have a bit of rain and the entire Dickensian train system just shits the bed. So there's that. And the people responsible, they just duck for cover and they wring their hands. It's both disgusting and disgraceful. Our commuter rail system is emphatically shit when it's working and it's even worse when it's not. But cars, right, and I love cars, I always have, they're simply a fucked way of getting tens of thousands of people to the same destination, i.e. downtown at 9am sharp and then all of, out of there in unison after 5 it's just hopeless, as evidenced by the predictable, infinitely frustrating, life-wasting gridlock going both ways for those sufferers. That's not driving, dude. That's just wasting your life in traffic. So, if you want effective climate action, best get off Yo Derriere and and demand better mass transit systems from governmental dickheads. And also, it might be a good idea simply to live a bit closer to work. Just saying. On the... (laughs) killer obesity epidemic, sure, dude, cars are safer and bigger and they've got more fruit today. Nobody's arguing the toss with that. They're definitely so much better in so many respects. And that is awesome. But let us not attempt to greenwash any of that. If you add 20% more beer gut to every car, it's going to require 20% more energy to get that car up that hill. Equals 20% more CO2 than a lighter car with equivalent tech. That's just how this rolls. There's no getting around it. The car industry is a long-term conspirator in a global vehicular obesity epidemic because that's what consumers want. And in fact, ordinary cars are dying because people want SUVs, and SUVs are bigger and heavier. This is why the RAV4 hybrid is so friggin' popular today. People want SUVs. But some of those people also want to believe that they can have their SUV and also help save the planet at the same time with Toyota's bullshit self-charging hybrid voodoo. And I suppose if you didn't pay enough attention at school, and let's not forget, here in Australia, it remains disgracefully cool to be rather the dumb shit, doesn't it? If you are that dumb shit you can easily convince yourself that you can have that lardy assed SUV and also do your bit to save the planet. In other words, clever combustion tech is one thing. And yeah, well done there, car industry. Some proper brainiacs have kicked some real goals recently. But every additional kilo of vehicular obesity means higher emissions. It just does. Greenwashing this for the brochure, Is just a scientific literacy test that too many dumb shits out there fail. If senior R&D assholes at Toyota, for example, made a Prius today that weighed as much as a Prius weighed 20 years ago, it would be a much more fuel efficient Prius. And if I were in a press conference with them, I'd also ask them to draw me a Venn Diagram covering off exactly why a Yaris has to be twenty-three percent heavier than an Echo, because I don't see Granny giving a shit about that. She's just still driving to the shops three days a week for a quick pims and a blue rinse or something, right? And the groceries. And let's not forget that the two most popular vehicles in this nation today are the Hilux and the Ranger which is hardly an industry advertisement for effective climate action. Pro tip there, okay? SR5 Hilux dual-cab 4x4 wanking chariot, 16.5% heavier today compared with essentially the same spec in 2000. And yeah, before you say it in the comments, I own a fairly obese dual-cab ute and a somewhat equally lardy assed 7-seat SUV. So am I part of the problem? Maybe. The difference here is I don't make any grandiose claims about my quest to save the planet with my vehicle selection choices. Via the Toyota-sponsored industry fart bubble, the car industry wants you to know that it is like bravely out there, dude, delivering the technology to get the job done, going to battle on the back of a fleet of morbidly obese Hiluxes and rangers. And here's the intern spreadsheet that we're going to sex up to legitimise that. Calling on the government to compel the industry to do exactly what it's already doing, which would be much less than all that they could be doing, perfectly aligned with current federal and state government climate initiatives. It's beautiful, dude. And by beautiful, I mean it's a smokescreen, right? They want a government mandate to continue doing basically fuck all about climate while telling you presumptuously that they're on it, even though it's really just business as usual. Saving that planet, riding that tsunami to a green future. And all you have to do is get on board and buy yourself a shiny new car. Who doesn't want that? Meanwhile, humanity obviously doesn't get to consume its way out of a bona fide climate emergency.